for episode 109 of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. A new sponsor gets announced, which leads to Jimmy and Logan doing a competition about who can do the reads better. Jimmy answers a question about a 2006 CRF280R before resorting to going to the chat for more questions because Logan had to try and read one in Spanish. Ricky Brayback then comes onto the show to help Jimmy rate bikes for a really good segment of Rooster Endo. This leads to a really good conversation about race bikes, tires that Honda uses for the Dakar, and some really interesting ideas, to say the least, for making the Dakar rally safer, including speed limits and some other ideas getting flown around. If any of this interests you, please give this podcast a listen, share it with your friends, and we can't thank our sponsors enough, which get mentioned in the podcast. So thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 109, Logan. Yeah. Yeah. You happy to be here? Uh, yeah. Are you nervous? Um, kind of, a little K- bit. Kind of. Why? I don't know. Because we pick on you? Yeah. Is this worse than in being in school, getting picked on at school? Oh, uh, I don't really. Get picked on in school? No. So you get it here. That's good. Yeah. It makes you a, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. So, uh, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining in. Remember, this is a show where you can, uh, have your questions answered. And what do we talk about specifically on this show, Logan? Um, dirt bikes and dirt bike related products. Correct. So if you have questions about any of those items there, dirt bike and dirt bike related products, that can be dual sport. That can be adventure bikes. It can be play bikes. Basically if it has knobbies on it. We are way overqualified for what you pay us to answer all of these questions. So just think about that um, for a few minutes. It's almost as good as most of the advice you get on the internet, right? Matt? Yep, yep, yep. whatever you say, whatever Matt, you say. Matt does a lot of research on this, so we're trying to you know, make sure that we're doing good. Um, I haven't figured out a better way to get more followers other than just beg. I think we're just going to go to begging, Logan. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is where what you're, you're going to have to figure out a really good way to beg and make up a really good story um, so you can get people to like share and, and resubs, resubscribe or whatever they do. Or the, what's the other thing you do on the internet? Um, uh, share and like. Share and like, yeah. Thumbs ups. No, that doesn't, that doesn't do it, much. Typically, it's like and share. You like and share. Also, Matt Mattoon here, producer, you know. Oh, yeah. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Matt. Cause I'm, a, I'm actually now paying attention to what you're saying because everything is green light over here. Really? Yeah. So you're saying that the audio is good. What are, The chat is just blank right now, so that yeah. means. Oh, there we go. Oh, Ben Erickson's here because Ricky shared it. Thanks, Ricky. Who's yeah. Ricky. Actually, we were going to have the um, the KTM Husqvarna and Gas Gas Rally team on tonight. They were going to be in here live in studio because they're in our backyard. But um, Ricky showed up instead, and he banned them, right? Didn't you? <laughs> I told him to get off, to get off the porch. Get off the porch. Yeah, he flexed <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, hey, we're going to do a bitching round of um, Rooster Endo tonight. Um, very special round. Very special round, we think. Um we're going to do, we don't have any, no, 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 nothing came in a box, so we don't have anything to open up. Uh, we have a Preston Campbell's shirt, one left to give away, and here's, here's how the contest works. It's called Make Your Own Contest. And so you make your own contest, and then you win it, and you do this kind of in the chat room right now, and then we'll send you the shirt. Jesse G won it last week, 
and now we can't get a hold of him. So if he's Jess, actually in the chat right he's in now. The chat. So Jesse, you're the winner of the other Preston Campbell T-shirt, courtesy of Mojave Bob. And uh, we actually are uh, super stoked that whatever you did, you won it. I don't know how you won it, but it was it was awesome. Uh, so that's that 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 goes away. We're giving stuff away. That should increase the likes by at least twenty two percent, Logan. Hopefully, according to your research. And then uh, we're and we had another thing. If the sound sucked tonight, um, we are going to enlist Mojave Bob to stand behind us and then do sign language. <laughs> <laughs> and like like flap his arms around or whatever you would do to you know like like all the really important people have. Mm-hmm. So it, I think that uh, Bob, you should practice this because it would look much better if you were standing like in that corner right there and just doing sign language. Uh, that way, it we, we would seem more important. Does Heather do sign? I don't know. Not to me. Yeah. Well, she does it. Well, she she tells me I'm number one all the time. So. Yeah, so Jesse G, hey, thanks for winning that contest. Uh, Brian Harris, as a new rally rider, is it is the new X worth, or can it carry my first-gen X work? Can my first, oh, for rally riding, um, B-class at SRA. Um, any bike works for rally. You could ride, because when you're learning how to rally ride, it doesn't really matter what you're riding, because you're not learning how to ride. Hopefully you have that on point. Uh, you're learning how to navigate. So if your motorcycle can take you from uh, one note to the next note to the next note to the next note, you're probably fine. So that any X um, will work. And then when you get better, then you start thinking about, hey, what kind of bike do I want to use? Um, what's the ideal setup? How long are the stages I'm riding? All this stuff. We'll get into it with Ricky. He's probably a much better person to answer that than me. Uh, like to thank our sponsors. Um, yeah. New sponsors this week. Thank you, Matt. Matt has been on the ball here, uh, making um, making stuff happen. I'm going to put up their logo. Yeah, look at that. Our new sponsor is Yamaha. That's the red Yamaha logo. I was going to say Blue Crew. <laughs> they are Blue Crew. They, yeah. they they send they only send me like uh, the Yamaha the, the official one. Logo. Yeah, because yeah. the official color is actually uh, red, which is interesting. That's why they in the like. 84, 85, they switched back over to red and white. You don't know this. You probably weren't born. No, no. Logan, how, you don't remember this? Mm-mm. Your dad doesn't have any of these in the garage. No vintage Yamahas. Uh, it's yellow. It's yellow. That's yeah. before the red and white ones. And then they went, through a, a they went through a purple phase. Yeah, there's a lot of phases. But anyways, um, thanks for Yamaha for coming on. They are helping you uh, get this podcast for free. So I'm going to do a Yamaha read, and I want you to pay really close attention to how I do this. So I practiced this. Mm-hmm. Ask Matt because we wanted to know how long it was going to be. Yep. I practiced this, and it, it went moderately if, successful. It was moderately successful. I'm going to do my best at saying this out blubbering, and then mm-hmm. guess what? You have one too, but you get to do that like someplace later on in the show. Now you're nervous. Yeah, there's the. Anyways, experience the pure performance and accelerating power of the full line of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The revised YZ125 makes the perfect step-up machine. That's like you, you know, stepping up. Yeah. Yeah, you skipped it. You kind of did KTM 125, but you skipped the Yamaha 125. Mm -hmm. Featuring an all-new engine, revised six-speed transmission, new brakes, and suspension setting, improved rider ergonomics with a new aggressive styling and more. I like the new aggressive styling. On the new bike, a lot. 
Yeah. You know what really hurts me though is now my old one will never look this good. <laughs> the YZ250 is also improved rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. And for a truly race-inspired look, check out the YZ250 and YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, there is the YZ65, the YZ85, and the YZ85LW, which is stands for big wheel, delivering big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to find your YZ and enter the victory lane today. Actually, I should have said victory zone. But I was about to say that. I, I was I, about to say it's victory zone. I, 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 there was a little impromptu in some of that stuff. It sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. Almost yeah. like an announcer. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to be an announcer. <laughs> Just a podcaster. Just a podcaster. It's, it's, it pays less. It's better for me. Um, so yeah, thanks to Yamaha for coming on. Thank you to Trail Tech. Uh, Trail Tech has their new improved dock for the Voyager Pro. It's an aluminum, it's a build aluminum mount, has a screw thing instead of the push buttons, improved contacts. That's the way it transfers the power and all the um, plugs into the thing so you can dock and undock the unit. And if you haven't used one before, uh, buddy tracking is the best feature about the Voyager Pro. So you need to get your buddies to have one too, and then you can see where everybody's at. Talked a little bit about that last week, Um, but I'm a big fan of the Voyager Pro, especially when I'm riding with groups. So... If you ever want to go riding with me, you have to have a Voyager Pro. It's a new rule because I don't want to wait for you. You can just follow my trail because then we're buddies and then I leave a buddy trail. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like I wish they call it friends trail and then I could say I had friends. I'm like, you riding with me? Yeah, I have friends. <laughs> uh, you laughing? What? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and Climb. Uh, Climb is a big supporter of my off-road riding school. They've actually been helping me out with gear. Ever since they started making dirt bike gear, I still have the very first pair of Climb pants that I ever had. They are relics, but um, all of the stuff they designed in in the very beginning is kind of held true and all their stuff. These guys make really durable, good-fitting, functional motorcycle gear. So if you are curious about your next gear purchase, I suggest that you give Climb a very serious look, especially off-road. I've worn it at the motocross track too, by the way. Yeah. Especially the vented stuff. The XC Light gear actually works at the motocross track. And I almost went to Sandy. Actually, I rode out to Sandy Valley motocross track on Friday night. I was out doing some rally prep stuff. And uh, I was wearing my Climb gear when I went there, but I did not ride around the track. I just went in to check it out to see if they changed anything or whatever. But um, so I was at the motocross track in my climb gear. Did they, did they change anything about Sandy Valley? Cause last it's, I heard it, it was pretty much the same. It's pretty much the same. Uh, they've been doing this. Like they've been doing some work. I mean, they're trying to, you know, make it a little less hard packed and get oh, some okay. sand and stuff there. Um, I mean, just considering the temperature we have out here, it's hard for them to keep dirt in it, but um, right. Right. Yeah, I, I went there to you know do a little bit of that, look look at it a little bit for our Prump Off-Road motocross track we're going to be um, hopefully having here pretty soon, just see how things work. So, But I didn't make it back out. I was almost going to go back out on Saturday night, and then Saturday night rolled around a little too quick for me. So that's all the reads we have. Um, DDC? Are they still? DDC, yeah. yeah. Sprocket's still behind me, right? 
Yeah, yeah Del- right Delaney drive components. It's kind of I, I need more sprockets is what I need. <laughs> I need to, there we go. Actually, I don't need them because they don't wear out. So there's my DDC plug. Logan, do you have DDC on your bike? No. Um, have you worn your sprocket out? Um, usually, I don't have a dirt bike long enough to wear one out. But because you crash them? No. Oh yeah, you don't ride enough is the problem. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, where's my questions? Can I have my question sheet over there? I got one. Just pulling up that. Oh, yeah. Um, anything else new that I need to get into? Uh, I just want to say thanks to Taco Mike for getting me set up with the uh, EXE Tech Talk group. Oh, cool! Welcome the EXE uh, FE Performance Group on the Facebooks. Um, Taco Mike who is currently deep in negotiations. You know what? He was supposed to send me some stuff, and then I would have had a, a new box. Actually, oh. hey, Jim, you're looking pretty busy there with the pizza. Would you mind checking my mailbox? Out, out, Yeah, in the front there, <laughs> and see if there's a package in there. That would be awesome. We could open it up on the show. That's a, that's a segment we have here because you get 18 million views when you open up a box. Well, it has to be Logan who opens up the box, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Logan, open the box. Um, Logan also brought to you by Yamaha. Yeah. Because you blow up KTMs. Mm-hmm. And so you're wishing you had a Yamaha, right? Well, um, the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on, a, on, a, on, the, on the thing there. Uh, okay, first question. Um, Brad Sanders, for what it costs to build, Ricky's bike is better... Better be effing cool. Well, cool. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's he's talking about putting on the roost in it. Do we have a picture of Ricky's bike on the in the thing there? No, no. I'll pull it off of Facebook though, really quickly. Yeah, if you could, you could yeah, get one. I can do that right Actually, now. Actually, I, I I put it in. Um, where did I put it? Oh, it was on Facebook. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, a picture of Facebook. There. No, don't worry. Yeah. We'll we'll get it. We'll get it. He has to has to be here to defend that. Um, well, that's that's going to be debated, Brad. Um, you know, it's a works bike. It's a factory bike, so it, it kind of starts out at a, at a higher level, but we'll, we'll get into it. Um, what does Kevin want to know? I have an 06 CRF250R with a 280-millimeter Athena Big Bore kit. Valves are within spec. Just oh, double- it's not a 280-millimeter. I think he meant to say CC. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just double-checked. I am at sea level, and I cannot get it to start when hot. It will start cold, no problem, but lean pops extremely bad. Fuel screw screw is in about one and a half to two turns out with a 40 pilot and 172 main, and clip is in third position on the needle. Timing is spot on as well. Any ideas? Oh, I have, I have a lot of ideas, but, um, so basically he's, he has a modified CRF 250R. He's got a 280 kit on it and he threw out some numbers of jets and different things like that. But his problem is hard starting. He cannot get it to start when hot. And the first thing I go to is just when anybody says this, it's valves are tight. Actually, they usually don't start cold is the thing, but when they get hot, when they don't start, then they're, then it kind of opens up the, uh, 
opportunities for different things to kind of come into play. And so, but he says it starts cold, no problem. And so lean pops, this, this perception lean pops can be a number of things. And generally it's an exhaust leak someplace. Um, and more often than not, quote, lean pops, this, this is caused from usually rich mixtures getting into the exhaust, in my experience, and then air getting in there and causing the, the, the pop you hear. So, but that's, that, that shouldn't have anything to do with the starting other than maybe it's actually too rich. And so when I kind of go back and I think about this, it starts easy when it's cold. Well, rich helps a bike start. Like a choke usually adds extra fuel, makes a bike start. So when it gets hot, all of a sudden it's too rich and it's making your bike become hard to start. So I don't know what the the the, the settings are, but that bike, I believe that bike has a hot start lever on it. And uh, so that's why they put those on there because in the early days it was mostly because when bikes would, uh, the, the four-strokes, would uh, fall over and stuff that would they would a little bit of fuel would spill into the in they would spill out the overflows but it also spill into the, the intake track and then it would be rich and so but they also had pumper carbs so if you turned the throttle you would squirt even additional gas inside of it or a lot of times guys would stall by giving it too much gas it would squirt too much fuel in there all of a sudden you have this rich rich mixture sitting inside of the intake track and the bike doesn't want to start so Experienced riders learn to go ahead and go ahead and turn it wide open, hold it wide open, don't move the throttle, and then just kick it through five or six, seven, eight times. Then let go of everything and give it one kick, and the bike starts. So, so I would check if it starts easier with the hot start button, um, the lever, or if your I don't know if the bike actually has one. Sometimes there's a hot start button on the carburetor, or if you're very careful and it doesn't start hot, try cracking the throttle very slowly up to about like a 16th of throttle. I mean, just lift the slide up ever so slightly. And if the bike starts then, and it'll 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 go pop, it'll really start and rev up quick. You know some of our KTM 250s? Yeah. You know how I start those sometimes? Mm-hmm. They they have this sort of same symptom. They they need to be a certain level of richness, richness to run, but they don't seem to... Um, start very easy so you just crack the throttle which is essentially like they, they don't have a hot start button they have a decomp button they have they actually have a hot start button you have to reach underneath the tank and push it so i just crack the throttle the same amount that the hot start button opens the slide up and then that starts your bike so i'm just guessing it's your bike overall is just a little bit too rich so maybe and i think those i don't remember but i think those things had 32 pilots or something in them and my experience with big bore kits is they usually liked a little bit richer, but not that much richer. It was mostly in the needle is where the, the richness uh, to get them jetted perfect was kind of achieved. So, you know, back in 06, when I was at Dirt Rider, I think we did a, a test with a whole bunch of different big bore combinations. And I'll tell you right now, it was some of them were, some of them were bore only, some of them were bore and stroke, some of them were stroke only. And I'll tell you what the biggest problem with that t- test was jetting. Because most of the bikes had required a significant amount of jetting, much to the demise of Jay Clark, who was putting it all together for us. 
because we wanted to tell everybody how the bikes worked, but we spent more time jetting those bikes, working on, you know, we'd ride a couple of them. It's like, can't test this. This isn't right. It's like, well, this bike just came back from, you know, dirt bike. And this one just came back from trance world. And it was like, yeah, but it doesn't run. And well, they said it was great. And I'm like, there you go. <laughs> it looks good. It looks really good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You, once you start monkeying with these things, you're going to have to spend some time jetting it. And I, I think that's, uh, that's the answer. So, did I answer Kevin's question adequately? Worth what you paid for? <laughs> okay. What do we got? What is uh, our, wait, Ozum's Adventure of Ransom Random Stuff? Um, awesome review. I'm getting myself one. Was tied between this and a Duke 390, but because commuting plus traveling is my forte and I'm not quite chasing speed, and I can touch ground on my feet. No brainer. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a lots of emojis. Yes. Um, our KTM 390 video gets a ton of ton of traffic, um, and so I'm glad he chose this above the Duke because now he's going to go in the dirt. Another dirt guy. So good. Um, that it sounds like it fits the bike fits him. That's kind of what we said in the review, even though everybody told me what, what were the, what were our comments last week? We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we modified it too much. Yeah. If yeah. you need to buy that much uh, modifications, you should just buy a different bike. Just buy a different bike. Yeah. Yeah. What if he's a small dude? So, okay. Next. Um, you want to shout at this, Jimmy? RJ. RG. RG. No, no, that's for you. Okay. You take Spanish in class, right? Uh, that's not required anymore, so. It's not? It should be. Not, that or Chinese. Not if, like, if you go out of state with college. Not in Nevada. It's yep. No colleges. I don't think any in Nevada require it. So you should, you oh. should give it a shot, though. This is, your, this is your Spanish lesson for today. Yeah. Um, marvelous video. Whoa, okay. That's... Say it in Spanish, though. Oh. You don't have to translate it live. You just read it in Spanish, and we'll translate it here. Marvelous to... Marveloso. Marveloso to... to video. Yeah. Yeah, great video. Valencia... Thank yous. Um, una puntagana... Pregunta? El, El elevator? De Manalora. Dante uh, El... Puedo, uh, comparta, question mark. You're uh, useless without that phone. Did you get your phone taken away from you? No. It's no? just in my pocket. Okay, yeah. I thought maybe you got in trouble. <laughs> I thought that was, Usually he translates this on his phone. Now he's having to do it old style analog. Uh-oh. It's just no packages? <laughs> oh, just some mail? I don't, it doesn't look very good. What's in the box? Just bills. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't need this stuff. Okay. Uh, why? Uh, Cote Onus. E? E. Why is E? Yeah. Uh, I don't know any of those words, so I can't answer that question. You're supposed to translate it for me. (laughs) I thought. Uh, Wonderful, your video. Congratulations. A question about the handlebar riser. Where can I buy it, and how many centimeters does it go up? See, look at that. Somebody's on top of it here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the handlebar riser, man, what did we use on that thing? George knows. George is into the uh, in the chat room, and George knows the answers to this question. We put flex handlebars on it that were a little bit taller than stock, and the handlebar risers we used were they were some ones they were KTM hard parts, and they were they were just tall bar risers is what we put it together. Um, where's were, where's they, Victor for the translation? Yeah, I thought <laughs> they were Black you, Dog, but I think I'm I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, Black Dog, they, they, not the bar risers. And and there's there's a company called Rocks Risers that makes these articulating these pretty interesting um, bar risers. I've had good luck with in the past when I really needed to adjust the position of my handlebars, like on my BMWs. Um, so there's those, but these were just kind of bolt-on KTM ones uh, combined with a slightly taller handlebar. And I think we even added. Um, like another another spacer underneath it somehow or another. So uh, there we go. Next question. Um, Skip Fitch. I would like to buy back my 1980 XR80. Do you still have it? <laughs> I forgot I bought an XR80 from Skip, but I promise you that that was during my the peak of my uh, XR80 modification years. And that thing got hacked apart the minute I got it home. I mean, it was like that engine came out and it probably went in something else. And I probably sold off whatever parts I could. And it was, I was just in a, in a quest for XR100, XR80 motors at the time. So, Skip, you're out of luck. Um, actually, does that look familiar? That one? <laughs> could be. <laughs> you never know. I was going to ask if it was the red one up there. No, that's CR80. Yeah, that's Johnny Campbell's, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew one of these was Johnny Campbell's, but I can't remember which one. Yeah. So, uh, okay. That's the end of the questions on the list, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we need more questions uh, from the... Uh, the audience. Yeah, from the audience here. Oh, yeah. If you have if you have questions, you can always uh, comment in the live chat, and they get put up on a board right over here that I can read. Yeah, that's actually... Why I'm, that's why I'm always looking over to the side. I got the sketchy eyes going. Yeah. So I'm trying to go see if there's anything from the top. Well, I can't uh, read the like audio that. is good. Do you hear that? Yeah. Well, Jesse's just saying that because he won a T-shirt. No, no, no. Hey, he said that before. So chasing waypoints. Uh, he has a podcast. Um, two stroke for desert. New generation ones. Fuel mileage. Good training bike. Uh, two stroke for desert. Uh, it doesn't matter. Two stroke, four stroke, whatever you like. Uh, new generation ones. Fuel mileage. So it's kind of a question I'm putting it, putting piece. I think the, I don't really get very much difference in fuel mileage on any bike that I'm riding, unless it's like a, a real emissions compliant bike that hasn't been uh, modified much. Uh, even some of the ones that have been modified a little bit still get a little bit better. But I think it, it kind of, it seems like if somebody gets 35 miles an hour for 35 miles a gallon on a two stroke, they're going to get 35 on a four stroke. And if they get 40, they're going to get 40. And if they get 12, they're going to get 12. It's, it's kind of how they use the wrist. And Bob is waving his hand. You don't want to come back here and wave hands? No, I was just going to tell you that uh, when we used to do the Baja races, Bob was going to tell me. 254 strokes and the 252 two, strokes got the same mileage. Yeah, okay. So 252 strokes and 254 strokes in Baja, according to Bob, got the same fuel mileage. So... That's uh, that's well, well, for whatever that's worth. Um, a good training bike. Any bike is a good training bike. We talked about this right at the beginning of the show. So, 
that's uh that's good um got any other ones there oh yeah we got tons i'm just making sure uh we didn't here we go. Any. george you know oh. people like george by the way we got good reviews on george Oh really? Yeah. Don't don't tell him I t- uh, said that. But uh, he just did. It's live on. Oh that. no, no. And now no. George is going to be really happy. And, no, no, he didn't hear that. Don't worry. Uh, his neighbor is searching for a bike for hunting trips. He has a Rokon. Uh, Rokon is like a Christini, except twenty years newer. Um, but it's just too rough. No suspension. Let the air out of the tires. Secret. Um, mostly wants to pack stuff around at low speeds and likely a lot of one-handed riding when he's carrying gear. He has a full-size dirt bike, but they are far too tall for what he wants for hunting. He spied my TTR and asked if it had plenty of beans in the bottom gears. I said yes, and he rode it and agreed. I told him a TW250, actually 200, uh, might be, that's the fat-wheeled Yamaha bike, might be the right ticket as the big wheels would help with the ride, and and they already have front and rear racks for it. Any other ideas or thoughts? If he wants to ride one-handed, I think he needs a recluse clutch. And I don't know if they make them for the TW200, but that thing probably is geared in, in such a way, or you could gear it in such a way that you could make it go slow enough where you could do that one-handed riding if you needed to. Um, I'm not a big fan of the, the big, huge, fat, round, like, ATC tires. They mm-hmm. they grab stuff you just don't expect them to grab when you're riding. And I, I think if you're used to it, you, you know, it's not a big deal. But anybody who rides a normal bike, you're fine. But even on a – if you're riding a single track trail kind of plunking along like you're going to go hunting and you kind of catch a rock on the side, those tires grab it and they, they try to hook onto it and they pull or they deflect. And you never know – Right, which way it is? Which um, I've never ridden like you know a, a motorcycle with a fat tires, but I know that fat tire by your Christini fat tire e bike that I rode. I noticed that like it, it does it, yeah, yeah. It just just going down the hills. It was I was like really uncomfortable actually because I could feel it trying to like if there was a rock sticking out a root, it would want to like try and grab it. Yeah, they 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 do, and so this is the same thing with those kind of bikes. Um, and it, it's it's kind of it's like it's a little bit like a Rokon, but. Um, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a real Christini. <laughs> right. You can get his hands on one because you can get a clutch for a Honda 450X in there. Uh, who else knows? So, uh, B. Hoop had a question right here. Okay. Is it okay to run a front wheel with a moose without a rim lock? Yes. I could not get the rim lock fully into the tire and the bead seated, so I just took the rim lock off. Yeah, you're fine. Ricky, you run rim locks? Nope. Nope. So factory Honda does not run rim locks on their wheels, and they have mooses in them. So you're as good as that. Uh, CRF 250 uh, kit. Could it be the mid-body gasket, San Felipe Bob suggests? Uh, that's highly likely. Actually, at a 2006, with, yeah. Yeah, if a mid-body gasket um, takes a crap, really bad crap, uh, that could cause that. That could cause a lot of problems too. <clears throat> or an air leak. Uh, air leak less likely. <coughs> okay, Chris Real. This is an expert. Uh, I haven't even read it yet, but this is an expert uh, who's expert giving opinion. this expert opinion. Hard starting carb Honda. Be sure to play with the throttle cable. It's probably. Excuse me. <coughs> you good? Prob- yeah, good. <laughs> Logan, yeah. what do you do now? Read, um, the, read the Yamaha ad. There we go. <laughs> um. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the logo back up too. Okay. Just because um four motocross riders driven by 
driven to dominate the Yamaha YZ line uh, of four-stroke bikes are built to victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ250F and YZ450F bring the performance and powerful four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come with the exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and industry-only free power tuner app. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone. Okay, everybody, on a scale of 1 to 10, just put them up in the chats. Uh, 1 to 10, you're going to rate Logan's Logan's read. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Okay. Don't vote for yourself. I was looking at the most Ten's good, comment. by the way. Um, so... Uh, Chris Real also said check the valves, but the guy assured us that the that the um, valves were in in cert. He also said plug plug gap is important. Uh, that's always nice to know. Yep, and uh, it's probably rich on the low speed circuit. Kind of what I kind of thought maybe too. Uh, Mike P says the tire can spin on the rim hoop. This is true with the um, no rim lock, but usually they don't spin that much. Uh, Oh, hey, look, Don Fonseca gives us a forensic spelling of his name. Fonseca, yeah. Uh, Seattle, a debate. Um, settle a debate. No, I thought Seattle. I was just, uh, just going to let it happen. The forensic stuff just threw me right yeah, off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a phonetic? No, forensic? Forensic? Phonetic, phonetic spelling? Yeah, phonetic spelling. I'm just trying to get my words straight, so I'm going to Seattle a debate. Yeah, he said forensic. Yeah. He's as bad as you are. Yeah. I don't really know these things. Well, I, now now we need chat to rate Jimmy. <laughs> chat what? Now we need to chat to rate Jimmy and, and how he's uh, right. handling okay. this question. Yeah. Well, don't don't confuse him because uh, I could shut the show down, evidently. Uh, you should always ride on the balls of your feet at all times and move your feet each time you break and shift or ride always on your midsole to reduce the chances of hurting your ankles if you hit a jump wrong does it matter if you adv dual sport or at the motor track wow don that's actually a really good question uh matt save that for a better rider podcast will do yeah, yeah that's that's a that's a a better topic topic serve there but don since you asked right now i'm going to answer it logan you got this in the notes that jimmy answers a tricky question about where to put your feet on the foot pegs yeah right that's that's one of the things we put in the thing um it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really, um, I don't want to, I don't, I, it, it does matter. But in reality, it kind of depends on what you're doing. And the way I look at like your feet on the foot pegs is what are you, what are you trying to accomplish while you're riding? I want to ride as fast as possible, as relaxed as possible with putting the least amount of energy into the motorcycle that I can. So I tend to ride the majority of the time kind of on the ball, not on the balls of my feet, more in the arches, kind of, I'll call it the most balanced position I can find on my feet. Because remember, you're standing on a foot peg, and if you're on the balls of your feet, 
you're actually kind of having to use muscles to hold your hold your body up. Okay, so I find a more central position on my arch where I I'm not you know having to to really work my calves to to keep myself on the motorcycle. If I have to go on the balls of my feet to make the bike do something, uh, I'm probably not doing it exactly right, or I haven't learned how to do it right by letting the, you know, initiating the bike into that position or whatever it is. And I can see, you know, going back onto the balls of your feet, like when the balance of the bike puts you on the back of the foot pegs, that makes sense. Like, so you're going down a really steep hill, for instance, all of a sudden you're going to kind of roll back on the, on the feet. Cause that's the most balanced place you can be. And then you start thinking about the other time you might be doing this is when you're braking. And that's why you actually kind of lock your, your left foot, right? This is the left side, left foot. You lock it on the back of the foot peg and you actually use your toe. You reach for your toe to, to get there because you're also getting back on the motorcycle. So this is actually a pretty complex um, explanation of something that's that's I know a lot of riders say to ride on the balls of your feet or the coaches and stuff. And I always look here's the, the just break it down, make it as simple as possible. If you're on the balls of your feet, that's an attack position. Like if I walk up to you, you're just, we're just standing there. I'm just walking up to you and I just reach up like I'm going to strike you. I'm going to I'm going to punch you. What do you do? You roll up on the balls of your feet, right? You go, "Oh," and you're you're uh you're tense. That takes that takes a certain amount of energy. And if you want to ride like that all the time, be my guest. You're going to get very tired very quick. I want to ride just level. So when you, you know, you walk up and you say, huh, like this, you know, you think about where you stand and how you stand. I want you to be as relaxed as possible all the time, even when you're going ridiculously fast, because then you always have the ability to roll up onto the balls of your feet when you, something starts going wrong. If you've given that away by riding there all the time, you don't have the next level to progress to. So that's my, my take on it. Um, and I have actually have another interesting story about that. When I was riding Endurocross back in the early days of Endurocross, Gary Bailey, who's, if you're not familiar, he's the professor of motocross schools and stuff, check the internet so you can find videos of, of, uh, Gary Bailey riding schools way back in the day. He was there kind of coaching a couple of the different riders and he, he, he was kind of surprised and I'd known him for a while from, uh, just different things. He, he goes, hey, he goes, you're like riding through the gnarly rock section and doing all this stuff. And you're like, you're on the arch of your feet. Why aren't you on the balls of your feet? You know, he just didn't, he, he's like, he's like, why are you doing this? I go, well, because I'm not going fast. <laughs> I told him, I said, because I was really, I was just trying to survive around the track. And that's the way I wanted to ride these things because you just get so gassed. And I go, I'm not really going fast and I don't need to, I'm not really attacking. And he's all, huh. And it, it kind of, it was interesting, but he, he picked up on it right away because he was really big on preaching, riding kind of on the on the balls of your feet for certain um, circumstances. So I've heard it from a different, a lot of different people, and thought about it a lot. And that's the way that uh, we do it. So the more you kind of shift into adventure riding, ADV riding, and stuff like that, the more you're kind of just trying to conserve energy and save energy. And that's why I think it works better. So uh, Dan Fonseca, hopefully that, uh, answers your question. Uh, and Bob's raising his hand. So now that means I've caused confusion. He has a, Bob has a question. Do you, do you think you should jo- jump in front of the line and all these nice oh, it viewers? Goes along with this question. Oh, it goes along with this question. So we should tie it in. Right. And so you've mentioned a couple of times that you like riding with your shoulders up. 
I'm oh. <laughs> is that just something you're comfortable the, with, or what advantage do you think it gives? Bob's asking, I've mentioned a couple times why I ride with my shoulders up. And uh, I don't know, other than, do you know how when someone shrugs at you and they, they don't know what you're doing, uh, like this? That's probably why. I don't know what I'm doing, or you're doing. <laughs> okay. Got another uh, one? Chris Reel had some more in- input for that, uh, for that Honda guy. If the bike has the heart start lever, be sure that it's releasing the plunger in the car. That's a good one. The, mm-hmm. so, so not only the throttle cable adjustment properly, the, uh, the hot start could be open, cracked open. Um, test this by running the bike and pulling a lever. If the bike revs up and responds to lever pull, then the plunger is free, which is – that's excellent advice, Chris. Um, see? The collective um, mind hive here helps everybody yeah. out. It's a group effort for Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Yes. Um, Victor it, says, hola, amigos, you speak Spanish. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, I, I actually uh, – you know, I actually, so I actually really like this, this chat right here. Scott Zundell just picked up a very lightly used RMX 450Z this past weekend. I would have never considered it based on the most of the reviews out there. Thanks for your accurate and honest review of an underappreciated bike. Oh, I, did I tell, I, I remember telling somebody on this show that that was a good bike. I don't know who, but all I know is, uh. RMX, I'm pretty sure that's the bike that I have the coolest picture of me riding. Is is from a, I think a 17 RMX. Yeah. It's the only time I got a picture of me doing like a one hand drag while while turning. One so, hand drag. Yeah. Showing off. Yeah, yeah, showing off. Right. Yeah. Uh, so hey Ricky, that, that's a great bike. You, you hear Ricky? Your mom says hi. Oh, he's coming. Yeah, your mom says hi. I guess that's a good reason to bring him on the show, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael Nichols says, I have an older Rokon right here now. I'm not a big fan of it. And if Matt would scroll back up, I could read the rest of it the other way. Other way. Uh, yeah. Oh, here it is. Yep. Probably better off with a dirt bike for most off-roading. This is correct. I did a test of a Rokon back in Cycle World um, back in the day. Actually, on one of the early Tech Talk Taco Tuesdays, like episode 1 to 10. And if we had these cataloged, Logan, we would know nine. right away. Nine. I'm pretty sure nine. How do you know this? I just was scrolling through old TikToks. Oh, okay. So, so we actually talk a little bit about the Rokon. That's good. Little, little pre-show talking to. Got this in order. That's good. Um, episode nine for your uh, Rokon review. So, uh, also, uh, Victor also said the audio is great. Would just like to point that out. That's in English, though. It's yeah. probably bad in Spanish. Oh <laughs> uh, well. We're, yeah, we're, uh, I, I can't set And George that. says he doesn't think he necessarily wants to ride one-handed, but you know how that goes when you're lugging stuff around. I think he's talking about, like, when you want to have a suds in your hand. Right, right, in, in, in a specific circle as well. Yeah, I've, I've ridden, I've ridden around, we were doing the flat track race one day, and, I mean, George and I were racing, and uh, Jim can attest to this, right? Yeah, the beer in the I passed him with a, a Miller High Life. In, in my hand. Yeah. Um, I had a helmet on. I was full gear, but I just, somebody handed me a beer and I just kept riding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can do this on a flat track. So Logan got decent reviews, actually. 7.2, 9.5, S- 9.55. Uh-huh. Um, and then you got a one. 
<laughs> from Jesse G, by the way. Right. Oh, well, that T-shirt's still sitting on the floor behind me. It might sit oh, there no, for no, another he, couple of weeks. Jesse said we had good audio, so therefore he's going to get that shirt no matter what. Okay, somebody else has to ship it, not me. Yeah, yeah. This is why we don't do T-shirts at Dirt Bike Test anymore. <laughs> uh, Bob's going to ship it. That's why he's raising his hand. He said he'll handle it. Got it. And he's going to feed my cat. Yes. So when you're hunting. Hunting, yes. Yes, with hunters, serious hunters. Serious hunters. A bike that's low to the ground and stable is when you put the rifle on automatic and fire three-second bursts at whatever you're trying to hit. Three-second? Yeah. It's really difficult to hang on unless you have a real low, stable we're, we're We're talking about how to shoot on a, out of a moving vehicle on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I don't don't endorse this. I don't even think I don't even think it's illegal. I don't think it's illegal to sh- hunt off of a vehicle. You have to get off of it, right? Yeah, you you can't do this. So you should know the rules, Bob. Don't don't be don't be spreading fake news around here. I don't want I don't want like young Logan may decide he wants to go hunting on his next bike. Whatever also, that. isn't it illegal to drink a beer while riding a vehicle? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nobody would ever do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did you, but did, did I? I didn't say I was drinking it. I said I was holding it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was transporting it around the circle, around the outside of George. Yeah. <laughs> so Victor did confirm it's illegal to shoot from a vehicle. Yes, I know this. Um, oh, RL. Yeah, Jimmy. What are the four medals that are hanging on the wall behind you? Well, thanks for asking, RL. Um, they're ISDE gold medals that I actually won. So you may just think I'm just a loudmouth on the internet. But because I have those, you should believe everything I say. It's that's that's the way it works around here. Racing credibility just. Weren't can't. you telling me you have actually you actually have eight medals? But I have eight because, because my dad my dad lost four of them and he felt really bad about them, and then so somehow he managed to get a, a replacement set. Uh-huh. So this is the set that I have. I don't know where the other set is. Okay. <laughs> I just know there's there's eight of them someplace. I think they right. might be at at at, a, at, a, at another at the other house. Uh huh. They might be there someplace. I don't right. know. I, my shrines to myself that I erect all over the place, I don't keep track of them, and sometimes I forget. Mm-hmm. But I did find my um, Dakar jacket, my podium Dakar jacket, thanks to my chiropractor. Um, I left it with him, and, and he forgot that he had it, and then I asked him like four or five times, and then he remembered. <laughs> so I got that was a that was a – a thing. Kyler says it's not illegal on your own private property. What, shooting guns or <laughs> I think uh, riding around with a beer in your hand? That one. I, uh, I, I do think it's illegal. I think it doesn't matter where you're doing it. Yeah, I think it's illegal. So you just got to be careful. Kurt Jones has a good question. Kurt Jones has a good question. I just purchased a 19 KTM 500 EXE with only 400 miles. It has a professional installed lowering kit on it. I'm 6'2", and I don't need the 48-millimeter drop, but the new springs are just right for my 223-pound riding weight. What is the professor's opinion on lower lowering kits on PDS bikes? Who the hell is that thing? Oopa Loompas? Oopa <laughs> <laughs> He's not an Oopa Loompa. He's, he's, he's at 6'2", yeah. Um, but, uh, Logan, what do you think? Um, Caught you off guard, didn't I? Yeah. You, you you need to be sitting over there like you're sitting on the starting line of a race, just waiting for me to just toss the toss it over, just like, ready to well, go. Well, I don't really have an answer. I've never really ridden on a lowered bike. Liar. Liar. The X-Trainer? Nope. 
Uh, yeah, X trainers a lowered bike. Aren't, aren't some of the rentals uh, lowered? Yeah, I put you. I remember when you were kind of coming off your smaller bike, and I put you on all those bikes. The DRZs lowered. That KTM 250, the one with the black, the black shrouds, lowered. Oh. 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 Yeah. Here we go. So Logan, who's a smaller dude, used to be a smaller dude. How tall are you now? Uh, according to my permit, I'm five eight. Well, that's how. That's I'm almost shrinking to that size right now. So um, if you put on any bulk, then we'll, we can box and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, 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 man, it's six, two, you don't need a lowered bike. Uh, and w- generally when they lower the bikes, they also use, it depends on the suspension tuner who actually did it, how they did it. Um, they use oftentimes shorter springs as well, which tend to be stiffer. Like most springs as you shorten them, if you cut off, you know, if you cut them shorter, they just tend to be shorter. They tend to be stiffer. Yeah. I don't know the the exact um, specs on that. But so if the spring rates are good, find out what the spring rate is and just get those in the, the normal size. And at 223, you're, you're maybe a spring rate or maybe two above standard. A 19 KTM 500, 500 is a, oh man, I've changed so many of those things just lately. I don't know what the standard 626568, something weird like that. Cause they're triple rate. They're progressive springs. Um, I would go at standard or one, one up from standard and, uh, you'll probably be, uh, pretty happy. Uh, I would, the other thing, Kurt is poke around on the internets. There's so many people like on the, on the K- KTM EXE form, which right, is right. watching tonight, the EXE FE form. If you put out there, Hey, I have lowered suspension for this bike with this many hours on it. I'm pretty sure you can find somebody that has, that wants lowered suspension that, you know, because they, they they feel like they need it or they're shorter. And you may be able to do kind of a, a swap and you don't have to have it uh, done. Or if it's time for a service on that bike, then it's real simple. When they do a service, it's real simple to take that stuff out. Uh, but you will have to probably, especially in the forks, replace the springs. So there we go. Uh, Victor actually has a question. Uh, Victor says, do you trust those tubeless kits for adventure bikes? Where you seal the wheels internally with some tape and goo. <laughs> I just did this last week. Do you know I did this? I think you did. Yeah. yeah but I, so I don't think Victor was here last week. No. Um, did I talk about it on the show? I think I think a little bit. So I took a I took a a spoked wheel um, and I used gutter sealant, like like a roofing gutter sealant because it was the it was watertight and it and it. And it said, I just read the, I read all the, the logos. Uh, a friend of mine told me to use something called, um, called Volcom. It's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a brand name or something. It's like, but, uh, but I actually just looked at all the different sealants and this stuff is like a clear, thick, really, it, it, it doesn't even really want to stick to itself after it comes out of the container. And so I did laps around all of the spoke nipples and filled those holes in. And then I took duct tape and wrapped it or, wrapped it around that and then kind of squeezed it down and, uh, and pulled it pretty tight, but you know, cause there was a, there was a lot of gap, but it actually ended up leaking out of the side. And, uh, as far as I know, the thing's still holding air. I went and put it on a, uh, put it on a bike, but it, it's kind of slow drying, took like 24 hours to kind of, to kind of harden up, but it remains a kind of a, a gummy. It was super, super sticky stuff. And, uh, but so I, I don't know about the kits or what they use. Um, 
but that's what I did. Um, it seems like it, it seems like it worked and it was actually on a wheel that was set up by a company called Woody's wheel works that had, you know, they had some stuff, but it had been so long since it was on there that the, the stuff that they used actually kind of cracked. And when I pulled it apart, there was like three layers of goops, different things. Mm-hmm. Like that's some of those white chips, you know, when you drive in on the driveway there that are yeah. kind of on the, in the gravel, those, those white chips, that was like one of the layers. And then there was two oh, really? different kinds of things. One around the outside of the nipple on the rim, and then there was something actually right on top of the nipple. So they had a triple layer of of stuff on the on the rim, and it, it worked for a long time. But I think one of them dried out or gave up the ghost because every time I put air in it, like bubbles would be coming out of the spoke nipples when I put it underwater. So. Um, uh, George is answering my questions. Good job, yep. George. Glad to have you back. Yeah, he, he put a good link in. What did George? What did George get for his rating? Did he get a, a four rating? or five? Is he better than me? Uh, probably better. Yeah, Victor yeah. says I know Volcom. So, yeah, you probably used Flex Seal. I did not use Flex Seal. It was literally some rain rain gutter for the side of your house. It was some gutter guard or something like this. But it was a yeah, you, know, you get it in the paint section kind of a thing. So, yeah. um. But yeah, I should have used Flex Seal because then I could, you know, float my boat, whatever that guy does in that thing. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. Uh, okay, we got through most of those questions. Yeah, okay, uh, Jesse did time. have one more question about like where to get suspension done in the Vegas area. Uh, don't you know somebody? No, You're shrugging your shoulders, Gary, like I ride. Gary, uh, I, you know, race tech. I've heard Gary. I've heard Gary's name Gary a few times. I I can't remember it. So that's that's out of that's out of uh, sportsman, um, sportsman, sportsman cycles. cycles. Yeah. 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 I knew John. John's had his stuff done there a few yeah, times. He said it seems like they're happy. Yeah. And the race tech stuff, it works. I mean, it, it's like all suspension, like just like suspension guys, but even suspension companies. Like in my experience of riding all these different suspension companies stuff, like race tech has a flavor. Pro Circuit has a flavor. Factory Connection has a flavor. Now I know Kreft has a flavor. I mean, they they because it's a it's it's an art. I, I promise you, suspension tuning, it's not a science. Even as much as Race Tech really tries to break it down to a science, because Paul Theed is that way. Um, uh, that it's it's kind of an art, and and you won't know unless you try it. And uh, and I have not ridden any Race Tech stuff lately to see. You know, in the in the old days, it seemed like they were. Big on the springs. They really wanted the spring to do a lot of the work and kind of lighter on the valving was uh, my take. Where, like, on on the other end of the spectrum, it was a lot of times when I felt like Pro Circuit tended to be lighter on the spring, heavier on the, the valving, if, if I could, you know, put it very simply, even though it's not exactly that simple. Uh, okay. Ricky, you have to come on the show now. George requested. He wants you to replace Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> I can get up and leave. I, I can get up and leave too. Yeah. We can leave Logan. How yeah. loud? You're not. You'd... But Logan's the best part of the show. He's the anchor. <laughs> okay. Also, George got an eight point three. Eight point three. That's from yeah. San Felipe Bob, so it doesn't count. We just just uh, disqualify that right away. San Felipe Bob, what's up with your kid? He said he was going to help me pick out nuggets for the show. I sent him some instructions, different things. Uh, Ricky Brayback, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks. You're going to help us with the rooster ender. Logan, don't don't run away. You got to take that board <laughs> down. You're the only one that can do it, I think, because you built it. How yeah. 
How how's that new board coming, by the way? The woodshop teacher won't let me build anything yet. You I are, have a full wood shop here, Logan. I have yeah. wood and wood shop and things, dangerous tools. Actually, you, you need to go to you need it. you need to go back to manual um, like hands. I actually cut a piece of wood with a with an old <laughs> saw, big old big old wobbly blade and everything. No. So, Ricky, do we have to explain this to you? No, you. Uh, He's done you, this before, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, you were on the show. Oh, Alpine Star Ride Day. Oh, that's right. That was a busy day. I forgot a lot of stuff already. Yeah, I think that was our second episode ever doing it, too. Hey, look, there's Matt on the back of the board. Yeah. You made it all the way to the back. Um, okay. Um, don't forget uh, this one. Don't too. forget that one. Yeah. Okay, that's. I'll that's keep that one end. in my pocket. That one's for the end, yeah. yeah I got that in You've my pocket. You've got that in your pocket. Right. I haven't done it. I've got you in my pocket for a long time. Need to do things. So so the way this works is uh, so you grab you grab a photo of anyone you want. Dude, there's so many here. Well, I know it's a long segment. We try to kill time. Yeah, we got to get up and ride rallies tomorrow, and not I one know. of those, not one of those little teeny tiny road books like this big. It's not a big, one of those KTM road books. No, it's a it's a fatty. We're riding. Ricky's got a fatty road book. It's like this. Wouldn't even fit in the Rappa holder. So, um, oh, that's that. Give me that, dude. One. I've seen this floating around Facebook. For yeah, a couple days. just just that, that. I'll keep that on my side for a little because we're going to talk about it. This that, that that's actually one of my bikes. That. I'll tell you a lot about that. So pick pick one. Man, I don't know. You don't know? Just any we're going it's through any. all of them. Yeah. This is this is uh, I like this one only because okay. I it's something I don't do. Okay, give it to me. So what's uh, the name on it? Then it's Brian uh Is it Downs? Brian Downs, yeah. Okay, so I'll hold it up and then you tell me what, what it says there. You read off what this guy has. It's a twenty Brian Downs has a 2021 Beta Evo. Trials bike. Best modification was going through Jimmy Lewis off-road. Everything starts Ooh. with balance. Thanks, George. Wow. That's a that's a glowing review. Jimmy Lewis off-road, www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. So did, Dor- did did George teach him more than you or um, George, George or? George, yeah, George. It's George spelled Jorge, right? George told him to buy the trials bike. George told him to buy the trials bike. So he bought it. He likes it. Trials bikes are super fun. I got into trials a long, long time ago just to goof around, and then I realized how much I sucked as a motorcycle rider. Like these things teach you so much because there's no mass of the motorcycle to kind of correct for your balance, and usually going so slow you just tip over. So it's going way up there. The, yeah, the lack of the single seat uh, always throws me off. Lack of a seat, yeah. yeah. We have the pens. Yeah, and then the Takosaurus. Oh, they're in the Tacosaurus. So you grab a pen and you puncture it. But it, who is doing this? Are you doing the roosting Nindo or am I doing it? You are. You get to so tell then it. why did you just tell me where you're putting it? Because he's the used bike. to telling no, Logan where to put it. No, I get. I gave you. I, I gave you like a, a direction. It needs to be on that side. It's over on the roost side. And, and I would agree. Okay, that it good. Has to be over there only because these look really fun. I've got and one in my. I've got. I've got one that's probably as old as you in my garage right now. So maybe on Friday when we get back here before we do flat track, if Logan will come over and prep the track, um, we can we can do some trials. He, he, hey, oh, he's Logan, not going to be here. He's gone. Logan, we need another board, dude, because there's so many bikes on top of bikes here. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. It's Why don't ch- we just make a rooster into wall? 
and then we move the whole show. We like have a we take a break, and then we yeah. move to the rooster end of wall. Like or it's just there the whole we, time. We just move the camera. We have our cameraman. No, this yeah. is the roof side, and that's the endo side. You have to, oh, like the whole like that whole section up there. I was gonna put more mem- mementos to myself. Up memorabilia, there. memorabilia. Yeah, I needs more shrines. Shrines. I'm just gonna. So we can do that. That's a really good idea, though. That's that's actually that actually works. It could be in that way. We're not getting because. I, I've seen like people and I get, think you should do like maybe monthly new the rooster endo so that way your freaking wall is not overtaken by all these so you can keep your memorabilia up there dude. got it this is it's taken under advisement we're gonna put it to the committee I remember I'm only Mickey Mouse here like you gotta talk to Walt and I don't know where he's at I don't know which where that guy runs I don't even go to the board meetings anymore they don't want me there <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, what's what's another what's another bike? Pull oh, you want one. me to keep picking? Yeah, just grab one. Grab that. Grab the blue crew over there. We're sponsored by Yamaha. Yeah, dude, this yeah. guy has nothing. Oh, okay, no, no, he has, he's got something. Okay, get the, get the Yamaha right there. Oh, is is this the? Uh, we we the need name. we need the, the four name. stroke read for this one. Uh, read the name. So uh, Nathan, I'll Who's read the name and then you tell me what it is. Nathan Blazvik. Blazvik. Yeah, that sounds good to me. So 98 YZ 400. You need a new one. You need a new YZ 2022 YZ 450. Listen, he's got an 09 450F carb on it, though. (laughs) Is it a monster edition, though? Hold on. I'm sitting there. I'm doing doing math. So it's a 98, and he has the 09 carb on it. And auto decompression hot cam exhaust intake. That's good. That helps. Those those bikes you used to have to use the little the little decomp lever to get them. I mean, you had to know how to find top dead center. I mean, I my yeah, yeah. So what was that? It is that a no little? no. He's got a, a Scots and Scots uh, are the best. Yeah, and he's got pro taper bars. Pro taper bars. That's a good. He's got a seat cover on it with grippers on it. Not according at, to this at, paper, dude. Look at his bikes in the back. There's two KLX one tens and a and a I think it's a PW fifty or a TTR fifty in the back. This guy's got a stable. There's one on the left. I think there's two more on the left as well. Two more bikes. Oh, I can't see it behind the other thing. Yeah, there's like a white and red fender, and then there's like nice. handlebars. Oh, there's a there's a quad back there too. So George George and him would get along because they're now they're. Oh they're no no that's one too many wheels. Riders. Yeah. yeah, one too many wheels. Yeah. <laughs> and he's one less. <laughs> that thing's yeah. pretty. Yeah, but you can you can ride with one hand on the quad drinking a beer and shooting. <laughs> That is an excellent point. Yeah, it's everything you just said was so, illegal. So George's neighbor is definitely is all take on that route. All yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. Quad. Like, uh, His neighbor Montana, right? Okay. Where does this one? Where does this one go, yeah, Ricky? Yeah. Oh, you could do anything up there. You can do anything. Yeah. No. No one's up there anyway, right? I think this is the middle of the line bike. I think. I think it's. 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 I. It would rate higher. It looks like it's well taken care of. He's got a promotability kickstand on there. I can see that. He also has the stock sprocket on it. And like, he didn't ride it enough. Right, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't ride it enough. Maybe so. the stock sprockets back then were the best. No, the Yamaha ones were never really that good. I didn't get that much uh, mileage out of my stock Yamaha sprockets. I thought Ricky was supposed to rate it. I just took care of it. Unfortunately. He, he, got, yeah. he, got, he got a little nervous. Okay, next. <laughs> I just read what Stage the bike right. has. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll rate him. I don't care. What's next? Which one's next? Let's go to this one right here because okay. it's got a big, giant list, and you don't even know what it is. You gotta say, it's Chip oh, Howell's that? bike. Who? Chip Howell. You know it's that Cole. guy? Cole. Cole Howell. Okay, Cole Howell. But it's a... It's a Let me see the picture. I gotta, dude, it's got so much stuff. Give me the picture. Well, how about you read all the stuff? No. Okay, you, you. Well, let me look at it for a second. I want to check it out. 
Oh, what is that thing? It's a. It's hold a, on. It's a 2018 FE 450. It's up on the screen. Yep. It's covering this, you. It has it has a it has a Scott steering damper. So now we got to reach out to Scotts. Yeah, yeah, they've been mentioned the, a lot now. Yeah, too. so they're 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 on they're high up in the thing. Trail Tech Pro Moto minded mount. Oh, you need the new Trail Tech mount. <laughs> That's for sure. XL80 Baja Designs Moto minded mount. That's a good headlight. That's like the best headlight that you can. That's the best headlight combo you can get. I have it on one of my KTM 350s. Sick ass starter kill and head switch light switch. Those are good. They make it smaller. IMS three point gallon fuel three point two gallon fuel tank. Best dual sport ninety tank fitting and fuel rail. Oh, that makes double the horsepower because it. Um, why does it? Why does that? <laughs> I was re- remember. Oh, like I don't know. Logan would have the episode if he had the spreadsheet going. Um, so somebody asked about like the the fitting if if it if it goes straight versus 90 degrees if it was going to you know this is fuel by the way if it, it was going to increase the horse it was supposedly going to increase the horsepower uh best dual sport smog delete um recluse radius x that's the regular clutch no the radius x is reg- no yeah i think radius x is the is the uh just increased clutch ox Rear handbrake. Okay. Okay. So well, he has an automatic clutch. No, no so then the, then the Radius X is the uh, automatic clutch. Fastway extended foot pegs. They look bigger. A seat concept seat. Surprising. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's a good thing we reached out to them. That, In, seat, look, that seat looks bone stock. No, no. The, the rear back, in the back, there's a little patch. Oh, it's yeah. It's it might be lower. It's very one. small, uh, but in the on the back of that seat, there's a patch on it. Enduro engineering it's front very and rear discards. Lucky two carbon front suspension into dirt. I don't know what that is. It's a, it sounds like revalve suspension. Skid plate. No, that's a new built motor. Mad Jack. Uh. 1452 sprockets, dirt tricks, washer, super sprocks, dirt tricks. Oh, okay. He's got the he's got the the improved washer on the counter shaft sprocket. That's uh I've had to use those many times. Milers oversized radiators with engine ice in them, billet radiator guards, and bracket and tubeless front and rear. He's replaced everything on the bike. He bought the catalog. Got the catalog. Yeah, that's that's a that's got all the stuff on it. Yeah. If it works for him. That's really good. He didn't talk about the handguards, see? I didn't read the handguards. He left something off the list. And for that you're yep. going to get penalized. You're going you're going to you're going slightly That's bo- an endo, dude. That's an endo for leaving That's something an off. Endo. With that <laughs> list, with that list right there. That's with, an endo. With that list, and yeah, you're going to you're going to yeah, you're going to you're going to That's an endo. Yeah. No. He didn't tell us what kind of tires were on it. Well, I'm assuming Michelin cuz it's on it's on the bike uh, at least hey, 3 you times. You would not be dude. So many people put like all these stickers on their fork guards and run completely opposite tires. Really? Oh yeah. Well, because it came on the sticker <laughs> kit. Yeah. Okay, it, it can't next. go above that CR, even though you can't see the CR. It cannot go above the cool CR. That thing's got to go so far. It's the other no, direction. No, go, put put it lower. Put it lower. It, it's in front of the CR right now. Oh, it's in front of the CR. It's in front of the CR. There you go. Yeah, yeah. The, the CR that had the electric start and everything, but you put it way too low. I still think that thing needs justice. It's way too cool. Needs justice. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, hey, we're we're gonna get. We're just going. Let's let's try to rank them by price. Figure out the one that's the most, the least expensive right now out of these three, three that's left over here. Which is the least expensive bike? That one. This one. Yes. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay. Hold that picture up. This is Mitch's. <laughs> Mitch Burlakes. An old XR650L that runs rich and has an obviously loud exhaust. Mitch is a local here in Pahrump. Kenna tired that have seen Kenna tires that have seen better days. Personally, don't think it's too loud. But the guy that owns the tank bag mentioned. I like that picture. It. I, I was kind of I was kind of hoping. <laughs> personally, don't think it's too loud. It's but, got an Al Baker's on there. I think. Yeah, he hey he was actually going to go buy Al Baker's in a couple of days because he's buying some parts for it. You could have you could have delivered him for him. I could have, dude. Yeah, it's right down the street. He likes the old pig, so Mitch likes the old pig. Uh, that's a other than that exhaust. That's a good bike. You said the the cheapest bike here. That's the least expensive bike right yeah. there. Yeah, that's somebody. That's somebody. That's but like, it is the most reliable bike here. Out of the ones sitting here, for sure. Out of the the other two, same manufacturer. You can run this thing out of water, and it'll run all day because it doesn't have any water in it. So here, you you stick it on the board wherever you want. Remember, Mitch Mitch is driven for us. He was going to help drive, but he had to go someplace else. Yeah, Al Baker's dude. A funeral. No, not not good. So there we go. So what are you thinking of uh, Rooster Endo so far? It's gonna get. It's gonna start getting good. We're getting up in the high price category. I need to put my six fifty on this board. You have one of those? Yeah, dude. It's for sale. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a oh, good so way to advertise it. I've never wrote it. Actually, Mitch, Mitch might want to buy it. You never know. A six fifty R. Yeah. Oh really? Uh, Wait, X, I don't X, know. An XL 650R. That thing right no, there. One no, of, no, no, oh, no. XR 650R. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember seeing a picture of that bike. Yeah, I've got one for sale too. Mine runs. <laughs> Mine runs too. Mine has an electric starter on it. Mine has brand new tires on it. Mine has brand new tires too. Better than yours. Mine's better. Uh, let's see. This one is this. What's this one? Get me this. Brian Elliott. Hold that up. A 2018 FE 501. Didn't we just have one of these? I believe so. Second one, suspension set up w- for me with AER48 forks, with the air forks. Everybody hates those. How can you put those on? I like them. <laughs> I like them. Uh, Vortex ignition, FMF 4.1, desmogged, seat concept seat, Husqvarna GPR damper with a submount, a Cherby's 3.1-gallon tank, Moto Z Tractionator Enduro IT tires, 49-tooth sprocket, and fastway pegs. It's a good setup, Brian. I think you're... It's not too long. The list isn't too long. Do you leave anything off? I mean, he's got a he's got a really big uh, rear fender bag that is definitely endo-worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate tank bags, but Dude, but it's got it's got the tank that'll that'll nut you a little bit. That's but got, if you hit something and that rear fender comes up and hits you right in the... Right in the ass. He doesn't That's, ride. He doesn't ride like that, Ricky. How do you know? I'm dude. Just look guessing. at his boot marks. He definitely rides like us. He's got some rub. Look at all those bikes in the background. They're all the wrong bikes, but yeah, he's got a lot of them. <laughs> dude, he's got a lot of bikes in there. He's even got like an old cruiser or something like that. 
Hardly. That's his that's his trail bike. He's got to carry some stuff. Maybe he's got to put some suds in the back of that and some ammo so when he's riding around he's well well to go. He doesn't have a recluse clutch. So he can't be yeah. doing. There's a PW50 in the back. I see it. I spy a PW50 in the back there. Uh it's right down the middle of the road. I'm going to give him a I'm just going to put him up on the on the on the side of roost. Just a little <laughs> bit on the side of roost. It's okay. It's either or here. It just can't get up to where the Husaberg's at. Like that's really hard, dude. To do. That thing I saw in the garage earlier. <laughs> I, know I almost you. I almost put it on my story, but I didn't. Yeah, that thing probably still don't run. No, they both run. They rip. Logan, this board is. I know it's getting pretty hard to put stuff in there. Yeah, we're running out of room. We're, okay. we're gonna do some board maintenance after this show, I think. Okay, what's our last bike? Benjamin Wright. 2020 KTM 500 XCFW suspension setup for my tonnage recluse clutch ox hydra brake rear handbrake modified stock exhaust Cycra Proband handguards warp nine foot pegs enduro engineering 10 millimeter bar risers 10 millimeter bar risers he's got to be pretty big bigger dude let me see. Let me look at the picture. See what we're looking at here. <clears throat> that's a nice stock KTM. That's like a. That's almost like my Looks factory like your bike. Background of your computer over there. <laughs> yeah, I just sit here and drool over these things all day long. I don't know. Why. Jim sold me one of these, but his was in Italy. Was it Italy or Portugal? Portugal. Portugal. I bought a Portugal. It was kind of like this. That's a really good bike. Put it way up in the roost. Right. It's it's a close sibling of all the other KTM's that are way up there. Dude, you can't just be putting these things up there on the roost because you like the color of it. <laughs> you know they work like garbage. <laughs> no, they're great. Uh, okay, Ricky. Uh, this. This is my first race in Baja, this picture. It's, getting, it's coming up on the screen right now? It's coming up on the screen. So this bike is a 1990 KTM 125. And look at the pipe on it. Look at closely at that pipe. That's a that's a that's a factory. It, that that motor was a factory motor, uh, and had a factory pipe on it. And you notice it has a fairing on it. Like what? this is before anybody even knew what to do with fairings. And You're, you must have been trying to go a couple mile an hour faster. We were we were trying, but here let me tell you this story about this bike. So Tim, I didn't know anything about Baja, and Tim says, "Oh, you got to jet 125s down at the beach. You got to go run them up and down the beach and jet them." Uh, on the beach so we went out there and we went away from what my normal jetting spec was because I was a little you know I didn't want bike to break and so we went down to the uh, to the beach and this is Tim Morton who's going to be inducted into the Motorsports Hall of Fame here real soon um, he, he's he suckered a lot of people <laughs> into riding in Baja not only racing with him but on tours and stuff uh, does Baja Bound Adventures uh, so if you want to go down and do a tour down in Baja I highly recommend Tim so we went down to Estero Beach and ran that thing up and down the beach and just kept going bigger and bigger and bigger on the main jet because I knew how to jet a bike. And it's like it was lean. It was a little lean. It was a little lean. And it ripped. That was the fastest 125 in Baja for sure, especially with that fairing on it because it has a, has a big bulbous fairing that Bob. Did I make that? Yeah, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Did I make that? Yeah. I, no, I, I don't remember. Yeah, you made one for, for me and for Dan Smith. Yeah. Yep. And so, so we had this fairing on the thing, and 
so we took off and we were just killing it. And then the, the race went up the summit. And we had to push the bike over the side. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Tim did. <laughs> um, it, it was so rich. It was literally like turning the choke on and then plugging up your air filter. It was so stinking rich. Uh, and I think we ran it like that. And it had a big giant, it had the big tank, the same when they were riding the 500s. And we ran out of gas. <laughs> so talking about a 125 using more gas than the 500s, which is just I was an idiot at the time. I didn't know any better. And Tim didn't know, he didn't know KTM. So he trusted that I knew him and I didn't know any of the stuff. So that's my bike. That's my factory bike with the fairing on it. So where does that go? How do you like his bowling ball helmet? He's got on. I think the handlebars are bent, dude. He's He's doing doing a one hander. No, that's just, oh, you mean down? I think, look at the the left hand. That's, that's, no, it wasn't, it wasn't bent. That's the way we used to run them. That's the bar bin we used to have. Bars all angled down. Really? Oh, okay. I can actually see if you, on the the other side, they're both hanging down. Yeah, they're both down a little bit. But the bar bins back in those days were down. I mean, like, I remember, I see pictures of me racing motocross in the the mid 80s and stuff, and the bars are just really, really, the, 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 the droop on them was pretty amazing. So, uh, where does it go? I mean, I would I would roost it. Yeah, you roost it? Okay. Yeah, good. It's not going to go anywhere with me, but I would try to ride it. That bike, those bikes were so fast. Six speed transmission, Stuhlberger motor. Was so, it built? The motor was built in Austria. That's uh, uh that's Tim in this picture. Yeah, that's Tim. Yeah, okay. that is Tim. So we're in the MSR gear. Yeah. Well, that that helps its rating actually. Yes, Bob. It's Baja Bound motor. Baja Bound Moto. Yeah, that's Tim's company that gives it to him. Right, not Baja Bound Insurance. Right. Baja, <laughs> Baja Bound Moto, correct. Baja Bound Insurance is also good. Yeah, if you need insurance right down there, that's that's where I used to get it all the time. So next bike we have, Ricky. You may be familiar with this bike. I snapped a picture of it because it was in my garage. This is your factory rally bike. It's yeah. your practice factory rally bike. How many of these are there in the world? Uh, I don't know. Maybe six. Maybe six? Yeah. I think all the team all the team has one, so that's four. And then I think uh no, there's there's eight because there's eight to a practice bike. There's or, four practice bikes and, and four race bikes, and then I think they go to the crusher. So these these things are essentially Moto G B Moto GP bikes for the dirt. Yeah. So um I I should have done a better picture, but I was literally just walking by it and I snapped the Snap the picture. This one looks it looks pretty clean. This one. It looks like really fresh. Uh, yeah. Cause I've seen you bring some bikes over here that look like they're worked. This is like the newest practice bike I've had, yeah. Yeah, it was a nice looking, nice looking bike. So uh everybody probably wants to know like how what's the question? How fast is it? Yeah. Uh, is that the question? How many people ask that? Uh I'm pretty sure everyone would, would want to know. Okay, so this is your chance to ask Ricky about his factory Dakar bike. He can probably answer like seven out of the ten questions you ask for legal reasons, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how fast it goes. Every single bike that I ride is a little bit faster or a little bit uh, differently tuned. Yep. So. Was my KTM 500 pulling away from you this morning? No, I was. I didn't know if you wanted to race or not. <laughs> 
we were going across a dry lake bed. I, I, I slowly started wicking it up, wicking it up to see what see what happened. I, I I might have been trying to race. I don't I don't know if I got it taped because that one that one I don't. I got to ride it the rest of the week, and I don't know how how tight it is right now because I had some I had some concerns. But uh, so where were you at three quarter throttle? Yeah, about. You still had the turbo. I still had. I still had. Yeah, still had, had some more turbo. And we were we were like doing what ninety or something. I think yeah, ninety five. Cruising at ninety, and that bike would still accelerate. Um, let's see. He wants to know about the seventy Chevy in the background. That's not in my garage. <laughs> I don't think. Um, let's see. So uh, George wants to know if it has the George emoji sticker on it. No, nope, not on this bike, George. Uh, and the only way to get that emoji sticker is if you come down and hang out with us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we need a driver. Can you be here tomorrow morning at like six? Uh, I see. Uh, how does the practice bike differ from the the race bike? It doesn't, does it's it? It's the exact same motorcycle. Yeah. Because, yeah, these guys now practice on what they're uh, doing. And do you have your latest suspension on that thing too? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what is some odd design quirk of those bikes that people don't really realize or think to ask? Any fun facts, uh, Jordan? Hugh, I uh, Hugh E Burr gets Hugh Hugoberts. How do you say that? I'm gonna say uh, Hugh E Huber Hubergrets Hubergrets Hubergrets. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Don't worry, Jordan. We butcher everybody's name. Uh, what's a fun fact? How many gallons I mean, of fuel? Yeah, it holds like nine gallons of fuel. Um, as far as like fun facts, I don't really know. It's it's like a normal motorcycle for me. You know, it's like the only thing I ride. So uh, it's it's just natural for me to see something like this every day. And if you see normal motorcycles every day, then this is going to be a, a pretty wild machine to look at. I'm uh, always I'm always amazed at like, you know, because we we're messing around with the some of the wiring on the front to mount a different rally computer on it. Today, but like that that tower, the carbon fiber tower, and yeah. like all all of those wires and all their special sheets with all the connectors, and you know, God only knows what the ECU looks like. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's, it's, it doesn't just have a plastic plug on it; it's got a lot of different plugs and stuff. Um, but if if you've ever if you ever get a chance to look at a at a at a real works bike, which is kind of rare because they don't have them in motocross anymore, and you can see like you know essentially MotoGP bikes and Dakar rally bikes would be the two kind of extremes of these things, and just like it, you know, some of the stuff on it is just it's bitching. It's just like that's the that's the way that you would do it if you had unlimited funds. It's just done. You know, stuff is done done right. So. Uh, I'm going to answer Craig Albert's question. Uh, he's asked, he's wondering if the seat's better than the seat concept seat, and uh, no, probably not. Oh, you're going to answer that. I'm going to answer that one. Ricky has a special seat. Uh, I'm going to answer. I'm going to come back and answer and say it's way better than seat concepts because <laughs> it's my own spec seat, and I feel like seat concepts just has different color seat covers or. No, that I was I I they just you saw you saw want. me try to fit the seat the my my good seat my seat concepts one. You saw me struggle with that, trying to trying to put it on the the sort of bent frame that I was riding today, um, and I was pissed because <laughs> my subframe is bent and the gas tank is pushed back. And oh, this bike might be for sale too if you want to buy it. Um, but I I was trying to put the seat concept seat because it's good. It has like so you have the you have the wings. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is I rode 
maybe a bike that like that, like that with those things. I'm like, holy sh! This is bitching. It's like kind of like the it's like the gripper, but not easier to hold on. Yeah, it's easier to hold on. Hold you on the bike. So there's some there's some pretty cool thing. Sarah says it's cool that it has three tanks. He has three. Ta- you have three tanks. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was talking about you. <laughs> uh, let's see. Got other ones up there? Uh, somewhere. I mean, there was a question for Ricky about tires, but I don't know. What kind of tires do you run at Dakar? And bonus question, what size tires are they running on those Toyotas? Toyotas? Yeah, Toyotas. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but the <laughs> tires that we run, you could definitely just buy them straight through. Western Power Sports. The Michelin rallies? Yeah. Yep. Everyone, everyone. So this is like a big thing that kind of like drives me crazy is all these people complain of Vegas Torino because we have these tires <laughs> that last forever <laughs> and you can't, you could go the whole race without changing them. Well, I mean, these tires that we use at Vegas Torino, uh, Johnny, you know, he bought a couple of them, so... Yeah, they're just if Johnny could buy them through the internet. Uh, <laughs> you guys can also buy them through the internet. <laughs> so, um, what is that Hoosberg 570 question up there? And we got to answer that. No, uh, let's see. Uh, uh Clay tell Clay, Clay, uh, Claydelman, sure. Okay, close enough. Hi, Jimmy. Those Hoosberg 570s or after hook never written one. I'm saying it like it says, yep, but. One can assume it's pretty damn fast. Yours a yellow frame jobber, yeah. That's why you had it highlighted, right? Did Logan text <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bud. <laughs> How many buttons are on the bars on your bike? Uh, dude, I don't know. He has to count. <laughs> your thumb knows what they do, right? Yeah, exactly. It's all memory. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you set it up. Let's see. Um, let's see. There's eleven. Eleven bars. 11. There's just, buttons. There's just eleven buttons that your thumbs can reach. But then there's also two <laughs> on the ICO under the roadbook, and then there's also two on the YRTF on the Odo, and two on the YRTF cap meter up top. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a there's a lot of it's like it's, it's like playing a video game while you're riding your motorcycle. Sometimes, yeah. I, I don't know how you guys go that fast, except with, when you crash. My, uh, well, when hey. you crash this motorcycle, you don't just like reset in thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, George wants to know. He said, "Ricky, is the knit male stripper shirt that Jimmy wears? That's the uh, Cherby sexy shirt, yeah, by the way, dude." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it uh, that Jimmy wears in the heat catching on with the rest of you current rally guys? Uh, he should start his own rally clothing. I know you can go on the internets and buy this from a Cherby's in Europe. The nobody sexy shirt. wears this shirt except for you, Jimmy. And I think nobody knows what this shirt is. So I think I should, I was going to wear it. I was going to wear it on one of the shows and I was going to do the dance. I think you should was, show us what this shirt is because nobody. Knows what this shirt is. Uh, just, just uh, wait. You can't even find it, dude. No, it's there. It's like it's not there. It's no, you can find it, but it's kind of kept under the radar because it is such a good thing. Do you do you see how much water I carry with me when I ride? No. I don't drink, do I? I'm like a camel. It's because my sexy shirt keeps the moisture in and helps me 
cool off. You know, when we stopped that one time, like a little road before we kind of rode back in. Yeah. I was there for a long time waiting for you because it was hard for you to catch me. Um, when we took off going down the road, that was like air conditioning for like five minutes. Just that shirt was just like doing Dude, work. Dude, I don't think they have air conditioning in Pahrump. There's air conditioning in my shirt. <laughs> uh, so I think the next show. I'm trying to find it, but I can't. Dude, they don't have it anymore. I'm telling you, right now they don't have that shirt. Yeah, I guarantee probably you, dude. probably don't. It's it's gonna be hard to find. If you just took like I mean, really small fishnet, hey, quit looking in the women's section, okay? You're not gonna find it there. Well, I thought we were far- finding a shirt for you. <laughs> it is borderline lingerie. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, especially the ones that are don't have the sleeves. They're the the, the That's the, the one you top. have, dude. That's why I was no, I was wearing the short sleeve today. Yeah, it was good. Sexy shirt. A chirby sexy shirt. I I think I should start importing Franco. Uh talk to Walter. Walter, Walter was the guy who'd import them for me. He'd he'd sneak them in for me. Johnny knows this. <laughs> Johnny would have to carry him in. <laughs> uh, they they said up. they haven't made that since eighty four. <laughs> Well, that's what George says. Yeah, no, they had those things a long time ago. Craig Alberts wants to know, new wheels every day, or are you gentle with them? No, our wheels, are, uh, for the race, our wheels have uh, three days for wheels. But we... It's okay. The, it's the Husenberg way so damn much, it just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no it, would, it would tip over to that side if it did. The Husterberg is pulling all the weight of all these other substandard bikes. Is what's going on. We still have it. We still got to rate this thing. We st- it still can well, go. I already anywhere. know where that's going, dude. Oh, you do? Yeah. Where, where are you going to put it? I don't have any more safety pins. There's one more, a nice red one. Yeah. Don't, perfect. Don't, yeah. yeah, don't put a pin in your finger when you do this. I don't want you to hear you complain tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> when he has to push the 11 buttons. Yeah, pushing that 11 buttons with the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> how, long, how long do you think that's going to last there? You know, I'm, I'm in charge of this. That's more. <laughs> I, I, I'll bet you everybody here would love to see a Husaberg versus a Honda uh, rally bike drag race. Dude, you might have to like put in put a. It's a five seventy, bro. External oil pump and pump oil in that thing while it's going, <laughs> so it don't blow up. <laughs> it's only. I think that would make. A, I think that'd get the YouTube's. Yeah. Going. Yeah. 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 And your sexy shirt only. Oh, wearing. Se- <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how we're gonna get a million views. Yeah. I'll so wear the sexy shirt and we'll do we'll drag race. Yeah. Oh, or you they can do see sexy track. shirt. Which last perump, dude? People are gonna watch it. Oh yeah, uh, we tag Sherry's Ranch in it too. Yep. Do you know if they're changing the tire rule this year? Yeah, it's we only get one set of tires a day. One set a day. Okay. Yeah. So they're back to not limiting you total for race. They're back to basically that's normal. That's smart. What about marathon stage? Do you know? Uh, marathon stage is just marathon you, stage. No, no change. Anything. No change. Yeah. You can, but penalty. Yep. Oh, that's that's good. I think for again, safety, that's good. Again, people with tires that you could buy. With tires you can buy. You know, Western Power Sports or just maybe. run Kendas. Kendas. I got the shirt <laughs> on. Nobody believes in you about how good Kendas are. You race with them here in the states. Yeah, I, I, I beat Preston Campbell. Well, he was running Kendas too. He was, but he, <laughs> he also didn't like the tire that I was running. Well, you ran the tire that I like. Yeah, yeah. Nobody believes in me. They just have to. They have to. It has to be forced upon them. And then they, they're like, oh, he was right. <laughs> and like, speaking of, Preston did get a gold medal. Oh, he did. Oh, at the ISD. At, at ISD. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So and that's the so that's the shirt. Like if you make the contest on the shirt, 
thing. You can get a uh, no. No one has made no one's made up their own contest. Yeah, it's too too complicated. Yeah, uh, Ricky, looking at your bike, one can see all the equipment on the front. Do you notice a huge difference in the handling when you jump on a regular dirt bike? Yeah. RL is asking. Yeah. Who? RL. Yeah, definitely. That's I, I prefer to ride the rally bike just because the the the, the stability is so much better. Yeah, but the, I think the biggest thing is I, I find is that 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 fairing and stuff is all frame mounted, and yeah. so it's kind of it kind of it you know when the back end of the bike moves it kind of moves it's it's that's the hardest thing for I think a lot of guys to get used to when they go to a that type of a setup a frame mounted setup is that it's you start <laughs> it moves when you think you're going straight <laughs> the the fairing starts kind of <laughs> going a little bit side to side but after a while you don't even notice it I mean, exactly like so much with, with experience you don't even. That's the last thing you think about, you know, it's just that wiggling around. Yeah. So is it the fairing or the <clears throat> pedestal with all the stuff on it? All the, it's, it's all, all frame fixed. Mounted. Yeah, it's all fixed. Right. The handlebars move inside of the... Right, but does the, the, the instrumentation flop around? Nope. Oh, okay. It, it kind of moves because it's moving with the, the back of the bike. The instrument oh, instruments oh, and stuff are moving with the, oh, the back of the bike. So um, Chasing Waypoint says... 249cc motors max. Oh, it, maybe he's talking about the next rule change they're probably going to do yeah, for because, Dakar. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they like trying to threaten us for that. Oh, really? They're going to go to 250s? Yeah. They, oh, my God. Because they're, 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 they're trying to slow it down to one, 150 kilometers an hour. Yes. And at 150 kilometers an hour, it's not even a race. You know, like what's going to separate the, the people that are better in the rocks than the people that are better – at fast roads basically if you could only go 150 like say you can go 160 through the rocks yeah and then someone else is only going to go 148 yeah and it, it it it's i i don't think putting a speed limit on racing has ever been proven that effective that yeah. i've ever seen all of a sudden it starts not becoming racing i mean they could just make the navigation trickier and you know we see this just in training you can you can slow the you can slow it down with navigation you don't need to put speed limits on the bikes because there's places where you know i mean if a manufacturer is trying to show that their bike is the best their bike is the fastest and it's like okay we can only go like the same speed that the the regular guy can go or whatever it's like you don't see you don't see any like auto racing that's really speed limited Limited, that that anybody watches (laughs) you know anything that you know they want to they want to see the fastest the best and i i was pretty bum when they took you know when they took twin cylinder bikes away and stuff because then you had unlimited speed you could go stupid speed if you wanted to but then you had to suffer with the it was kind of neat to see a variety of different you know bike styles techniques then you could have a stage that was really fast and the twin cylinder bikes would pull away and make time and then the next day they put a tight technical stage in and you'd lose all the time back so it was there was strategy in in that but um uh, not sure hey somebody wants to know what offset are your triple clamps Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> the best, I don't know, the, I don't know that. the best offset. Well, the frame's not even standard. No, and the bike's not even the same. You know, the wheelbase is different. And well, the treble clamps are also yeah. Everything's all factory. Yeah. So it it wouldn't it wouldn't really apply to anything. It's funny how people are so into like what's what's the offset in the triple clamp, and half the time when I you know they they, they want to do this, I'm like, well, have you, what's your sag set at? I'm like, huh. <laughs> Yeah, where are you positioned at? Yeah, where where are you out on the where, where are you out on the bike? 
Um, so San Felipe Bob was actually, he actually emailed me earlier asking about, uh, uh was, I think it was your BMW, uh, HP two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just asked that again. He, HP two. What yeah. do you want specifically to know about it? Well, he, he said, uh, he paraphrased, uh, fastest bike ever made. Hmm. No, I mean like my rally bike, it went 141 or 142 miles an hour on the dirt. Um, the, the aerodynamic, the one that the latest one that we, the last one we had, cause it was more aerodynamic. They would, they would kind of sit at about 130 for a long time. And then they spent a lot of time with the last one in the wind tunnel and it made a huge difference. And I think it was 141 or 142 on, on essentially hard pack sand. I don't know. How, it was someplace in Dubai where we did, did it. And it was like, after you go on a hundred, it doesn't, didn't, nothing changed. And just going really fast. But just because you have a fast bike, though, like, you still have to know how to ride it. Yeah. And you still have to know, like, when to hit the brakes, you know? Just because your bike's <laughs> right. fast, it doesn't mean that you're going to be the fastest. Well, I didn't win on that thing. Well, I know, but people <laughs> yeah. that are... Well, actually, I won, I won that rally. I won Dubai rally on that thing. You know those... You've Dubai raced Dubai is them. sketchy, dude. Dude, that... Well, when I did it, it was actually a proper navigation rally. It was an open arrow. But did you ever get on those those roads that are, like, the width of the 405 freeway, but sand? Just the big giant sand highways. Did they ever put you on those? You know I, I, I don't know if I've even been on the four hundred five before. The freeway. Okay, so it's yeah, like I live the, in the fi- desert, man. Like the uh, like okay, the fifteen down when you get down to the bottom by the ten and stuff. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know how wide that is? Yeah. Like all the lanes. Did you ever ride in one of those sand highways that was that wide? I think so. Like in a valley. Yeah, in, like in, in a valley and wander between the dunes and stuff. Yeah, that's where twin cylinder bike was. It made that like. On your bikes, you're probably just bored out of your gourd, just going eh, like that. Yeah, you like had to slow down for the turns. <laughs> and I mean, those things you're sending, and you're trying not to cross the ruts. You're trying to stay because like the cars would all find a kind of a hard pack rut, and they'd go from one side of the road to the other side of the road. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, what do you think a MotoGP rider like? Uh, Petrucci could do it to car. <laughs> I hope he's practicing his navigation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't... Like, the speed won't scare him. No. Well, like, Marquez is really good at riding moto. Yeah. So, I don't... I mean... I think they, they, they have the skills for it, for sure, but if they're not into it, then... It's it's like it's like anything. It's just it's navigate. It comes down like all these guys. It comes down to having. I mean, you can follow guys and chase guys and stuff like that. But at some point, you're going to have to learn how to navigate, or you're going to be lost and you can't make you that chase, time up. You could chase guys all you want, but then when you chase so many guys and you make up so much time and you win, then you got to open the next day. And when you open the next day, if you don't know how to navigate, finish thirteenth. Yeah. Yes, Bob. Uh, Marquez is really great at crashing his MotoGP bike. Marquez is good at. Crashing the MotoGP bike. I think I, I heard he does that on purpose in practice every every race. Oh, he pushes it too hard. Yeah, he, he wants to find the limit. Oh, this was in the race when he oh kept going and going and going and going and going. Oh, you, you don't. It's it's like you don't ride dirt bikes like that. I don't. I don't know anybody that 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 wants to crash. I, I mean, I've heard people say that they 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 feel like if they're if they're not crashing, they're not going fast enough. And that's I don't, the wrong. That's analogy. the wrong. That's the wrong way. You're not going to have a long career doing that. Um, I mean, I think on the on the on the road bikes, those guys are like the way that they. Well, when they there's if you low side it, not so bad. High siding, 
Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. I've high-sided one before. No you fun. You guys didn't see his latest wreck at the last race? You think no. we sit around and watch TV all day? He, he rolled himself up like this, and he did the skater thing was where his RPM as he's rolling across the Started track. Started to pick up faster. Yeah, faster we did. We don't... <laughs> We don't watch the crash. We don't watch the crash wheels. David Potts asks, "Does Honda JCR have Ricky learn a lot about the mechanical side of the bike? We've all seen pictures where the bike has broken down and the rider has the bike pulled apart. You work on the you work you work on a little bit, only a little bit, but like not engine stuff because the Japanese don't want you turn out the engine. They don't want Johnny turn out the engine. So it's like if." If something happens with the engine, you just take the engine out, send it back, and they'll send you a new one. Yeah. But, like... And if you're in the race, what what are you going to fix out there? Yeah. You have a lever (laughs) and, you know, like a link for a chain, a throttle tube. So, like, Andrew got water in the the tank. But what do you do? You saw... You saw... Well, he got so much water, and he tried everything. He tore... I think that comes down to... He tore that thing. He tore that thing apart and tried, you know, just couldn't couldn't get it out. But but he didn't know at the time that it was water. Yeah, I yeah. He was trying to. Uh, he thought it was fuel pumps. He thought it was a fuel pump, so he tried to direct wire it. Yeah, yeah. We because uh, he had he had this a similar problem out here with fuel pumps. The right the last training. Yeah, yeah. So we we you know I think I think that I mean you you got to know a certain amount you know how to how to do the the basic stuff. Yeah. But at some point it's like. You know, you are on a bike by yourself. What do you carry? What do you have? Yeah, what kind of tools do you have? And you don't really have water boys anymore. No, it's it's everybody's just pinning it. Yeah, and then and then do you have? Do you guys have an uh, a on route support truck or something like that or car? No, nope. no. Nope. So none of the teams have this anymore. I don't think so. It's it's yeah, yeah it's like all back, penalties now. Yeah. Oh, like back in the day, you know, if if. If like you melted your moose and your tire came off and everything like that, you could wait and we would have a support car. You'd lose a couple hours, but a support car would come and have a wheel in it. They could put it on your bike and then you take off and go again. And yeah. at that point, you're kind of like a your your role would change. If you were one of the top guys, you would start being support for the other top guys in your team. But um, yeah, I think it's a lot of stuff like this has changed. Like what Andrew and Toby did two years ago, two deck cars ago. Yeah, they both would have got a twenty minute penalty. Right. And and Toby probably only lost four minutes, three minutes that day. With the with the penalty. No, there was no penalty. Oh no penalty. No, oh, because he changed tire oh, before right, it was now, legal. Yeah, before you could change tires. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You could you, other riders could help other riders with yeah. un, unmarked parts essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Restrict the intake size and mandate gearing. They want to restrict the intake size. Yeah. That's just um, the same thing. Just trying to that's cut. Horrible. Trying to cut. Well, that's then, more dangerous than the speed. Yeah, because then you don't have the throttle response to get you out of a problem. Exactly. Yeah. This is. It's. It's like these rules are being made by insurance companies, not by uh, racers. Racers or people that know any better. And I mean, I. I, I kind of get it. They're just trying to. They're trying to prove that it's safe, or kind of try to keep it safe. But that's a tricky, trick thing. Limited to six speeds. <laughs> yeah, you'll have an eight-speed transmission. I'll just work it with the gearing. Yeah, you get your motor to run at one RPM. And just just rifle through gears. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a tricky game. So yeah. So are are they really just that concerned about people just hurting themselves left and right? Or I think they're just trying to make it safer, like as a whole. You know, like yeah, because this year 
Like it's unfortunate. I think two people passed away, but it wasn't from like crash related things. I think one was, but he, I think one of them was like off a dune, but then the other one was he got ran over by a car. Oh, geez. Yeah. And yeah, off, so a, off like, a dune is not going to be controlled by speed. No, no. It's, it's like right. it, if you go off the dune, like 10 miles an hour too fast. Or ten miles an hour too slow. It's still gonna. You're gonna have a similar a similar problem. Yeah, same thing. You limit the horsepower on these bikes, and then they can't start clearing the dunes, especially the not the hobby riders. We'll call them. They're gonna get run over by a lot more cars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's just it's a double edged sword. And like the the tire rule that we had this year, you know, one tire every two days. That was that was the stupidest thing because now that you're you're starting a day on bald tires, how do you stop? Exactly. You just That's, goes faster. Yeah, yeah, and this is what I always say because the rear tires. I always say the rear wheels for control. It keeps you under control when you're really braking. Because yeah. you're, if you're braking good, your rear tire is kind of in the air. But sure enough, when you want it to come back down and touch the ground, you want it to track. drag a little bit and track. And if it comes down, it starts sliding all over the place. Good luck, especially when you start braking kind of out of line. So, so if if you're if you're the race director and you're and you're being told you have to make it safer, what would you do to make it safer? What would I, I do? Yeah, or both of you. I, I think the question. organization is is trying to what well, they're doing with the road book is good. Mm-hmm. But I think that what they're trying to do with the road book is we're already ahead. So we're already learning like how to navigate, you know, tricky road books and that's why we're not really slowing down. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do. I don't ever want that, you know, the pressure right, of that right. on me, so I don't need to think about that stuff, but uh-huh. I mean, they're they're race directors for a reason. They're good at it, and mm. they have a passion for it. Or I have a passion for riding more than directing and racing. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah, I I'm I don't know what that's... Jimmy tries to slow us down by messing up the road book. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> I, make I, shit, did, I make, didn't hear about that. <laughs> make really shitty road books, and then then everybody will just be lost. It makes for good TV, but then guys run into each other because they're not paying attention. Mm. Uh, man, I. I don't know if there is any. I mean, they're they're trying to make sure that the riders are more qualified to be on the event. They're doing this, you know, they're getting better quality riders because before it was just pay and go. You know, if you had enough money, you could yeah. be on the Dakar. But I mean, all the things incrementally, and they're they're not afraid to try stuff. And if with the tire rule going away, that then they're also not afraid to say that hey, we're we're not doing it right. But I think, you know, really making the 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 road book. The problem is you can make them too tricky. You can make them so that you the, 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 there's so much there's so much information you have to you really you have to slow down and take a really good look at it, and then you're not looking where you're going. Just think about riding with your eyes closed, and this is what happens when you just like when you're texting. I always say this when you're texting and driving, and you think, and then you just go, oh, I I don't even remember the last three or four miles, <laughs> you know, and, and and you're doing this, but you're really pinning it. This is. So, so I don't know if there's, you know, you can make, you can make it, you can make the navigation a certain amount more tricky, but you can't make it display trickier. So it's easier to, to watch. So I think, I think slowing it down with the navigation would be good. And then, and maybe making the event just overall more of a, of a marathon as opposed to a sprint. So have like then you know you get people get that get really tired and do really stupid things but if if you're more marathon stages i think would help um 
and then that would force the bikes to become more durable. And then you would have to manage your machine because you could build the machine to a certain level. But if you pin it in my day, when I was riding a single cylinder bike, I couldn't pin it all day long. It wouldn't last, you know, cause, there, but there was guys in twin cylinders that weren't pinning it and they were going 20, 30 miles an hour faster. I could have pinned my single cylinder bike, but it wouldn't have lasted for the whole race, you know? So I think there's, there's stuff they can do like that. That's what I would suggest. So limit the top gear like the video games. Limit time in top gear. Uh, like limit the, the time that you are in sixth gear? Yeah, I guess that's that doesn't make any difference. I don't think that would make it any safer, would it? No. That'd just be like taking away... Like, then you'd have a fifth gear that was just a little bit below sixth gear. It'd be like one tooth difference and you would use fifth gear. Uh, I think he's talking about the speed. Uh, street bike tires would slow them down. Yeah, they would. That's, yeah, that's, that's also that's, a horrible that's, idea. <laughs> yeah, that's what the that's what the two days in the same tire was like. So, okay, uh, if you guys don't have any other questions, I think we're gonna start wrapping it up here. Uh, Rick, you have anything else to tell the tell the all your all your fans on the show? Well, we got a long week ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. I'm trying to figure that out still. There's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of roadbook miles, not little roadbook. We have big, like long stages, like we say. We practice. It's practice is all, training is always worse than the event. That's the way I always thought it should be. So, but you're riding dirt bikes, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a job. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I I'm I'm worried that I have to ride the damn dirt bike that much. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a lot of extra. Well, you should, you should start running with me, like like you keep saying you will. I know. I still think I got a little bit on you, so you got to got to work. You got to work your way up. I don't know, man. Uh, Endurance, bro. <laughs> oh man, uh, other Jimmy here uh, was just uh, commenting on how I. Uh, You're you know, thinning up. Yeah, I'm thinning out here. That's good. I'm not. Yeah. I, even though I try, I lost a lot of weight today. I water water weight. So, yeah. um, numb bum in Canada, 24 hour ice race. Uh, I've heard of that. That seems like it'd be pretty fun, but I don't, I don't know. An ice race for 24 hours? Yeah, they do it on a lake. It's like flat track, I think. I think that's the one. Yeah. yeah. Just, just like flat track. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Dude, it's 24 hours of flat track. Well, but it's, it, but it's, it's on a big giant lake and it's just, a, it's, it's like a, it's like a road race course. But oh, my, my question for that would be is those studs come out as, as you're riding it. So do they just have a spare wheels right there or? Uh, I don't know. Oh, they no, it's a road. To, he said road yeah. course. I don't know what. Sounds cold. Huh? Sounds cold. Yeah. It's 108 today. I don't like cold. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining in. Thank you to Yamaha. Thank you to Trail Tech Climb. Thank you to Ricky Brabeck. Thank you to Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Training. Uh, our I got to put our dates, our fall dates up on the website. If you're going to the tour tech rally, um, we're going to be out at the tour tech rally, sign up for that. And don't forget uh, about the beginner riding. School. Come and do a class. Matt can teach you if you're just learning how to ride or you want to get a, a head start on above and beyond what our regular class teaches. Um, reach out to Matt at Jimmy Lewis com. He can uh, help you out there. Mm-hmm. What other sprockets? We got our yeah DDC DDC sprockets, and uh, everybody who's helped me out over all the years. Thank you. And uh, with that, I guess we will uh, see you out on the trail. So cheers. See you guys. And if you also watching. come to the school, you can hang out with Logan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Logan. Logan's going to be hoeing weeds here. It's, it's his new. It's going to be the new job. And building a new board. And a building a new board. Building a new board. <laughs> okay. See ya. All right. See you guys. <laughs>